Don't break the beer or the monitor. Stop touching things. Will you stop? You're going to break something important, and I'm not going to help you. Welcome to the Geo and Jones After Party on Play.it. Here are Andrew Bogish, Mike Baseglia, and Pete Bellotti. Welcome to my edition of the Geo and Jones after party. The three of us not named Geo or Jones from the Geo and Jones radio show on CBS Sports Radio Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern and your local affiliate, cbssportsradio.com or through the radio.com app. I'm Andrew. Pete is here and we have a replacement mic in the room. Mike Samter hanging out with us for the first time of what we hope is at least a couple more times over the life of the podcast. Hello, Mike Samter. How's it going? Uh, Are you really not going to introduce going well? me? <laughs> oh, and Mike Biseglia is here as well. Thank you, Boo Bear. Uh, Mike Samter is the producer of Tiki and Tierney, which follows Gio and Jones on most, we hope, uh, of your CBS hmm. Sports Radio stations. He has previously produced the no longer existing did it ever actually have a name, Mike? Tiki Barber, Brandon Tierney, and Dana Jacobson, one of the original shows on the CBS Sports Radio lineup. I don't think it had a name. No, no, TBD we tried. The AM. Yeah. TBD as in to be determined because they could not decide or agree on anything. Well, right. they, they couldn't find a name that wasn't copywritten. <laughs> right. Was well, we had the same issue with Tiki and Tierney. We wanted to be TNT, and the actual TV network wouldn't allow us to do it. Makes sense. Yes, it does. Thanks, Mike. Great, great piece that you just uh, added in there. You'll get a lot of that from me on this podcast. Wow. You're welcome. Is this what you do? I mean, this is my first time really kind of being around here. Yeah. Is this what you deal with? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, deal me, with what? Me and Pete do a legitimate podcast. And he then Mike just pulls in. His, right. his love life and his skills with the ladies. I, You know, I'm sarcastic, whatever happened. And then, yeah, he just sits there and says dumb stuff. So like real life then? Yeah, no, this is exactly what I, it's like. Oh. It's like sitting in the newsroom from 9 a.m. until 11.45. Instead of going home, we come in here and do it into a microphone. Right. I have to shave. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I mean, go. this is this is what I dealt with. So, so what I actually when I, we started at the network here, me and Baseglia did the Rome and Gottlieb show, and this is when right. Rome and Gottlieb were both out in California. So literally, it was just me and Baseglia in that control room by ourselves while everybody else was out in L.A. So there was, like, nobody else to kind of deflect conversation. It wasn't somebody else in the studio that I can go in and leave the room and talk to. It was just me and Mike for six hours a day, nonstop, Ugh. in a control room the size of my closet. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Life has been better since. Yeah. Let's just has. say that. Well, I'm sure it has. I mean, yeah. you've got a better job. No, no, no. Just, I mean, even sharing with Bilotti, which is awful as that is, yeah. it's better than being in there with you. Oh, wow. Boy. Now, here's a quick Shut question, Mike, a follow-up to that. <laughs> you're lucky you're on this show. You're only on here because you have a, in, uh, you have a, well, we'll get to <laughs> So Pete's angry. Okay. Uh, Mike, Thanks. your thoughts me off. on B, well, he, but he, he paid you a compliment. He did. It he was backhanded. Mike is worse backhanded. than you. It was a real backhanded yeah. compliment. Yeah, Bilotti, I love spending time with you. <laughs> I'm not. Hey, Bilotti's in a much better mood since he's been getting uh, yeah. his, his more frequent he even looks better. Yeah. He's glowing. I yeah. Glowing. Smiling. Yeah. What was your stupid question, Bogus? It was about how you know how it felt to be labeled worse than Pete. Hey, someone's annoyed over there. You're annoyed. Who, me? Yeah. I'm not annoyed. Okay. You, sound, you sounded annoyed. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm in a good place. 
So, Mike Samter, specifically why we invited you on the podcast today is because while you were in producing Tiki and Tierney on this fine Thursday morning, somehow it came up in the newsroom what you might be like as a lover. <laughs> and Mike Viseglia strongly came to your defense and assumed that you actually um, you know, would be worthwhile. To hang out with in such a scenario. Mike would know. (laughs) I said we went on a date. This is my question. Before before he answers that, was it uncomfortably defensive? Um, It was surprisingly defensive because it it sounded like he knew from personal experience. I can just read people well. And that was your response when I said it in the moment. You said, I can just read people well. Right. Santa, your thoughts? He's not wrong. Well, I, I use the word or a term. Yeah. Jackhammer? What was uh, you calling Jack it? Rabbit. Jack Rabbit. Jack Rabbit, right? Jackhammer. <laughs> First of all, with all the different names you've been calling me since our measurements earlier that I guess we'll get to, uh, I think Jackhammer is my favorite so far. Yeah, it was Jack Rabbit. Okay, Jack yeah, Rabbit. I still like Jackhammer, though. Far That's not what I said. I said he's probably like a Jackrabbit. Right. Far from a Jackhammer. But, but you again, you <laughs> sounded so complimentary and so confident it just it sounded like you would know for real that that Mikey was good in bed. Well, it's nice to have a uh, fellow Jew here on the podcast with me, and uh, we like to stick together. And I could just tell with his style and technique. And now I feel like a what? jerk because I've been insulting Mike since I sat down. What no, style but I'm and keeping technique? it real. He's Samter. I'm sure he just gets in there, does what he needs to do, makes blueberry pancakes, and calls it a day. Now, this I did agree with. I, I would assume, <laughs> oh Mike. Uh, sorry, that, strawberry? That, it, you know, that, you know if, banana. Circle. Yeah. <laughs> if you were lucky enough to bring a young lady home uh, and things happen, that A, you would let her spend the night because you're a gentleman, and B, because you're a gentleman, do not play footsies with me, Biseglia. Noted. Okay. <laughs> and then, oh, I thought you said I don't play footsie. No, and then no. B, in the morning, you would, you would make <laughs> breakfast for her, and you have like a go-to thing he said blueberry pancakes, fine by me. Uh, you're half right and half wrong. Okay. During the week, I don't love having somebody stay the night uh, because I am a snooze guy, right? So I just snooze. And it's always awkward when you wake up and there's someone in your bed and all this kind of So <laughs> typically during the week, there's nobody that wakes up next to me. During the weekend, it's a little bit different. I am a breakfast person, but I'm not a cook breakfast person. I'm a let's go do brunch <laughs> breakfast person. So like that's my thing. Like, so you get dressed back up and go back out with this person? Yes. Really? Usually, yes. That seems like a big commitment. Yeah, but you know what though? It feels like breakfast in bed feels very intimate, right? It feels like that's something that you're dating, maybe. But doing brunch, just kind of all right. Let's go out, have a couple, you know, a drink, maybe a bloody. It's a little bit, le- you know, because especially if it's a one eight stand or if it's like a first time kind of thing, yeah. you don't want to be too intimate, like cooking her breakfast it's in like, bed. It's like Seven Eleven. You want to go in and out. Well, yeah, but not quite that like that. Sanford's been with a hooker. Accidentally. <laughs> Accidentally. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. I'm going to talk my mic right. for this one. Yeah, let's, let's, let's just sit back. Take that was away, one of the Mike. stories we shared in our six hours together. Uh, this was the only story that we shared in our six hours together. <laughs> okay. The rest of us was, was you freaking out, pulling your hair out, and me yelling at Klug. Oh, yeah. Stay after G-Chat. Move on, move on to the hooker. <laughs> I'll mention Clue. Yeah. Jesus. I have, I have Clue questions for you later in this interview. All right. How does accidentally happen? So I was in Australia with my family. Okay. Me and my brother went out to a, yeah, no, not 
Get, get your mind out of the gutter, you no, disgusting. No, 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 it's a good start. All right. It's a good start. So in Australia with my family, me and my brother went out to a casino, and we're playing blackjack. How I old are you? Sorry to interrupt. 21 or 22. Okay, great. My brother and I went to a casino, and I ended up winning, like, this jackpot in one of the card games. And on one hand, I just won, like, $1,000. Of course you would win. It was fantastic. It was called Lucky Sevens. If, you get, if you're playing blackjack and you get three sevens in a row, you get 1000 bucks. Now, granted, this is also Australian dollars mm. back when the U.S. dollar still had value. So it didn't quite have as much of a, of a take as I thought. But still, $1,000 Australian. I was pumped. I'm buying champagne. I'm buying drinks for the table. Uh, and then me and my brother end up going out and just getting hammered. He can't take it. He ends up leaving to go back to the hotel. I go out to a strip club because what do you do when you win a lot of money? You go to a strip club. Mm-hmm. Smart. So as I'm walking into the strip club. By yourself now? By myself. Okay. In <laughs> Australia, That's Melbourne, a Australia. Move. Yes. As I'm walking in, this beautiful blonde girl is screaming at the bouncer. You piece of crap. Yelling at him, cursing at him, hitting him, pushing him. And I'm just enjoying the scene because she's gorgeous. Uh, and she said, don't ever come in here. This place is terrible. And I'm like, I, I don't know, Melbourne. Show me around and, you know, whatever. Well played. So she takes me to a bar. We end up drinking. I'm buying her drinks. I'm buying her shots. I'm buying drinks for the, for the table. And she's dressed as a normal person would be dressed, jeans and a sweatshirt and just a very sweet, beautiful, interesting Australian woman. With she's an telling accent. Me with an oh. amazing Australian accent, great butt. Great body. Just the whole thing was okay. just fantastic. Are you Say just throwing your Australian dollars in the air? In the air. Okay. And like I'm buying her champagne. We, we got a bottle of champagne, wait, wait right? Like a $200 right. bottle. And I'm just like, I don't even care. So then she's like, well, do you want to come back to my place? I'm like, sure. Of course I do. I mean, I met a gorgeous blonde Australian chick. We go back to her place. <laughs> I've heard about you. And, and this is where the story gets a little bit sketchy. Okay. Well, before you get to that, okay. I just want to confirm something. You said great butt. Right? Incredible. Okay. Go ahead. Incredible. So uh, we're, we're, we're there. We're making out on the bed. We're hooking up a little bit. One thing leads to another. Shirt comes off. Bra comes off. Wow. And you. as things are happening, mm-hmm. I notice something oh. weird happening around the <laughs> boob area. No, she did not have a giant... <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> is it a price tag? What do you mean there's something weird by her boob area? She is lactating. Oh, that old trick. Okay. <laughs> that old trick. And I see it just seeping oh, out of her right. nipple. Okay. And I'm like, what is happening? At that moment, it as is if... It's a great thing. It's only going to get weirder. This, oh, is not it the, gets this is not the apex so of the story. so much worse. <laughs> Almost as if it was on a timer. Right? Like, she can, like, make herself lactate. At a moment, there's a knock on the door, and I'm like, oh, all right, well, that's weird. She goes, come in. And I'm like, oh, that's even more weird. And then in walks a guy, six foot three, 250 pounds, shaved head, goatee, pushing a baby stroller. Of course. And I said, what the F? The guy looks at me, looks at her, looks at me, and I said, holy crap, I'm going to die. And I go, my man, I'm so... Dude, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. She didn't tell me that she was married. Didn't tell me she had kids. Yeah. I, I'm so... Uh, dude, don't, please don't kill me. You're now lactating. Me. <laughs> but not for my nipples. <laughs> yes, from somewhere in my body. I'm just spewing different things. And he looks at me with this very calm demeanor and goes, All right, mate. No problem. We just do this for extra cash. Oh, my God. And I'm like, you, you, you do... Wait, what? 
first I was like thrown aback by his fact that he's not murdering me. And then the fact that he says doing this for extra cash. I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh, she was a hooker. Never told me she was a hooker. Was buying her drinks all night and just brought me back knowing that her giant boyfriend was going to swindle me. Now, luckily, because I was going to a strip club, I had a wad of singles. So they were demanding $500 for literally we did nothing. Right. Like I took off her shirt and that was it. But they were still demanding $500 for me to leave. It was pretty much kidnapping. They wouldn't let me leave. <laughs> so I reached into my pocket, and I still had a lot of cash. But I knew that one pocket had the 20s and one pocket had the singles. So I grabbed from both pockets the wad of singles and a couple 20s, wrapped almost like Joe Pesci in My Cousin Vinny, <laughs> wrapped the singles with a couple $20 bills on the outside, held it up, threw it onto the bed. He moves to go grab the cash. I do a Carl Lewis leap over the baby carriage. I think I may have knocked the baby over. I don't know because I didn't look back. Sprinted down the hallway while he realizes it's only about $50 with the singles. He starts sprinting after me. I'm running down the stairs. I go to the front of the hotel because this is a hotel. A cab is pulling up. Somebody gets out. I dive head first into the cab yelling at the cab driver to run, 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 go, 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 with the door still open because I can't close it with my foot. The guy's sprinting behind us. The cab driver just slowly, methodically pulls out, going five <laughs> miles an hour. Go, 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 go. And we pull away, and that was it. That was my almost with a hooker by, by mistake. Dude, I would have never talked to a girl again. Oh. Mm. It, was, it was a rough, life out of me. It was a rough, rough, scary day. Now, now was there something on the, in the whole night, during the whole night, that... You had a red flag. The fact that she was at a strip club by herself yelling at bouncers. Okay, mm. and you didn't want to, there wasn't. But I've seen, we've all seen to... cute girls at strip okay. clubs before, right? I mean, so, I... like, maybe in my mind, I didn't want to think it. No, I, I thought maybe she maybe she was a stripper. Okay. I right? can't, I can't I blame care. them. You're a, cute chicks wanting to hang out. You don't Australian think, chicks. You don't think. Cute Australian Regardless, chicks. you just, everything everything flies out there, man. I'm glad I asked that or told, told you guys about that. Mm. Wow, what a story. I'm, I'm mad I didn't know it until now. I've known you for four years. Well, you're not in our inner circle. No, I, I was not in a room <laughs> with you, trapped for six hours a day for... Whatever you want to call it. How long it. was that? That How long ago was that? No, how, how long ago? How long did you guys do that? Uh, a year and a half. A year and a half. A year and a half. And then when I got back and I told my friends that story, I had the nickname Milky Titty for a little while. Oh, let's well, bring and, that back. And now it's back. There you go. <laughs> Way to switch the subject. Does BT <laughs> know that <laughs> story? Uh, I may or may not have told BT that story, but I feel like BT would handle it in a different way than uh, you yeah, guys. Yeah. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. This is the Geo and Jones After Party with update anchor Andrew, executive producer Mike, and technical director Pete. Um, let's, let's discuss your new nicknames. Uh, baby hands, <laughs> kitten mittens. Anybody else got, a, got one? Uh, I no. can't say that what I want to say. So uh, it is uh, NFL scouting combine time where oh, uh, future man. NFLers get measured in every possible way for their future employees, uh, employers, and including uh, hand size, which is important. As dumb as the combine can be, there are things that, that provide helpful information. Uh, one of them is hand size and quarterbacks. In theory, you'd want a quarterback to have big hands so he can hold on to the football when it's being ripped at by a bigger, more athletic dude trying to sack the quarterback. 
Jared Goff has small hands, one of the top quarterbacks uh, in this class. That was big news. And the Tiki and Tierney crew thought it would be a good idea to measure hands uh, and then make penis jokes because big hands, big feet, big hmms and uh, Gloves? Yeah, big gloves and big shoes. Mm. And um, big we, ego. Get, we get to Mike. And how big your hands, Mike? Well, so Jared Goff was nine inches, which is considered small. Right. That might push him out. I uh, I weighed in at seven and a half. Seven and a half inches, and well, that is your hand outstretched like thumb to pinky. Well, when you say when you say small though, Jared Goff, it's small for a quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, no, but I if mean, nine no, is small, I, I have nine. You measure me. My yes. hands are nine. Well, and nine in the sixteenth, so you're okay. bigger than nine. Even with a nine and that one sixteenth, I can't palm a basketball. Right, and. I have to really stretch my hand to mm-hmm. grip the laces of a properly inflated NFL football. I'm 5'9". Yeah. He's, what, 6'4"-something? So if you put these hands, oh, it's, it's like he a... must look like a misfit. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, it's that's a, a weird a combination. Yeah. yeah. He's a carny. Small hands smell like cabbage. So if he doesn't get drafted, he can just shift into the circus world. Okay. But the more significant thing is apparently your Australian friend dodged the bullet because if we base your... See, I don't so, buy that. Oh, I, here, I think he, Sam. See, here I, he comes again to your defense. I, I, again. Listen, I, I, have to, I have to start being nicer to Biseglia. <laughs> I think Samter is well endowed. This is, this is getting uncomfortable. You're making me uncomfortable. but you're also, <laughs> I do. Okay, well, we're glad you think that. So I think that seven and a half has no correlation to the size of a skittamarinky-dinky-dink. <laughs> skittamarinky do. I, 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 I really believe that. Okay. I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, he's. As a giant schlong, right? Elephant. But I'm saying, I think that Australian girl missed out. Would have been, oh, I mean, maybe not compared to her boyfriend, but would have been satisfied sexually. See, again, where does this come from? I don't get it. Well, really he don't. he also knows me probably better than than you two as well, because in that year and a half, we did get very close. <laughs> did you take your pants off? No. <laughs> all right. So then I, but I did no. tell him a lot of stories. So so while you are all married and or of girlfriend, yeah. I am not. I am what one would call somewhat of a player, whether it's online dating or whatever. Not somewhat. I've, you are a player. I, I, I am. I, oh, I've been with a very Mike, significant you're not a player, number. Mike, give yourself more credit than Just that. Pat yourself well, on the back. Well, a player in the sense of I've been with a fairly significant number of Just women. Just playing the field. Yes, playing the field. So I've been with a fairly significant number of, of women, and I've told Mikey B a lot of the stories. When I was a little bit less uh, inclined to not kiss and tell, so I would tell Mikey B some of the stories, and therefore he probably got an impression that I was somewhat of a ladies' man, which I like to think that I am, and therefore, you know, he has this confidence. It has in you. nothing to do with any of that. Oh well, then I I, I stand corrected. Well, I have a question. For you. Wait, 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 now now wait. I'm curious. What does that have to yeah. do with? You just intuition. Just a gut feeling. Hmm. All right, enjoy it. Well, now, well, now that scares me a little bit. Well, Samter, my question for you is, from all these conquests that you say you have, how many women have you gone on a second date with or have seen more than once? The girl last night was the second date. Is that the only one? No, 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 no. No, I mean, I've, we, I've certainly had... A percentage. Percentage-wise, uh, I would say at least half are one-night stands. But the rest were either girls I dated... Girls, right. like, and a lot of it was in college. I was a late bloomer. 19 was my first conquest. I was a late bloomer. But once I bloomed, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I... I was later than that. Yeah, well, that doesn't surprise me. Well, when did you lose your virginity, Bogus? Uh, I was about to be 17. 
Oh, wow. Is Bogus the winner? Bilotti? No, I was later. Yeah. 23. I, I don't remember when. No way. I don't remember when. Is that your really? marriage night? Or maybe 22. Your wedding night? Really? 22. 22. With mm-hmm. with the now Mrs. Dr. Basaglia. No. Oh. Uh, was it for the Syracuse Orange mascot? I did not. <laughs> you have, just kissed her, right? I did not have sex with her. <laughs> okay. Oh wait, 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 wait! Is this crazy bathroom? What? What the hell? I don't are even you know what that about? means. Do you guys have nicknames for your stories? Oh, you I, guys are I, cute. I feel like I remember a story of like a crazy bathroom something. Truly pathetic. That's not me. Although oh. I would like to say it was. I'm a big fan of the bathroom. Feel like it was you going to the bathroom, but <laughs> it wasn't me. No, oh, all right. I'm confusing you with another young stallion here at the network. We're I think the I two of you need your own podcast. How you cool thought you were gonna get? Own... Although I do have something I want to bring up. It's been bothering room. me about Jesus. you, Mike. This actually has been pissing me off. All right, so sit back, Uh-oh. here, Pete. Here we go. Right. Uh, do Tables one of those. Do one of those resets, Andrew, please. Uh, the... Go on, no, Pete. Go ahead. You, you're better at this than I am. I have all those resets. This is the Geo and Jones after party on Play It. Mike Vesaglia, Andrew Bogus, on Peter Velotti, joined by Michael Samter, talking about his conquests here on Play.it. Now, I don't think Adam Klug's the best producer here. I do think he's the best guest booker in New York. That <laughs> in we New have. York? Yeah, well, oh, the I mean, Rome show. The, oh, for us in New yeah, York. But I Rome, got what you're saying. Rome literally has talent agents yeah, that so that's are not, dedicated I mean, just to Right, bring. that's just the, the girl's job. But I will say that Adam does a nice job getting guests. Adam yeah. is the producer of the Doug Gottlieb show. We don't have to say that. Familiar. Who cares? Now, the... Whenever you get a good guest or get close to getting a good guest or want to talk about guests because you know that he's the pinnacle of it, you'll go over to him and talk to him. <laughs> he doesn't care what you have to say. And I'm sick and tired of you going over to him and talking about it because I know you want to kind of like show that you're in that group and you do a great job. But he doesn't care. There's a certain level of that, but you but you leave the 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 newsroom when most of this happens. Marash can attest to this if you ever speak to Marash on this lovely podcast of yours. Uh Klug will come over to us. And like I, when I go to him, it's more like pride. Like, hey, hey, guess who I just he'll come over. Hey, guess who I just booked? So guess he, who's on my show? And I'm like, you mother effer. And like usually it's like a big name. He had Anthony Davis the day after his 59 point game. Right. And so like a lot of big Mark Cuban, he'll have these very good names, but the way he says it, it's just like in your face. Right. And and so part of it is is sticking it to him. There are times that there are guys I know he's working on that I get that he doesn't. Right. And it's kind of a nice feeling to know that I got him and he didn't. Gotcha. But okay. there is a level of trying to impress him. You're right. The whole thing is pathetic. <laughs> here comes it's Pete. It's beyond pathetic. All right. All right. Come on. It, it's Adam Klug. I mean, we're not talking to Jesus, all right? <laughs> like, come on. Come on. I, do your thing, and that's it. That's I, I, You see, I don't... I, do your thing and, and move on. Uh, I don't care what they're booking. I don't care what Rome's booking. I'm doing my thing, and I'm moving on. That's just me. Do you care about how many posts Stu Kovacs hits during a show? <laughs> I do. You do, okay. In comparison to your hits? <laughs> that's right. Okay. <laughs> Just want to see what your goals well, Stu are. Well, Stu is Stu. I'm very happy for Stu being on that show. You know, he 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 really worked very hard for it. He did a couple of shows with us uh, on Geo and Jones, and uh, I think he's going to be an asset. Fourteen for Stu. He is. He's got big hands. Oh, big he, hands. Although he can't do a fist bump for the life of him. Yeah. Or shake a hand. He, he gives you the real big dead fish. I give you the fake dead fish <laughs> just to pee, piss you off. Because I know it freaks you out, but Stu actually has the dead fish handshake. Yeah, and the the tucking his thumb in for the fist bump thing yeah. is just a really bizarre Weird. move. 
weird And there's thing. also a weird arm angle that yeah. gets lost in the shuffle. And, and it's not really tuck. a fist. It's more like he just curls his fingers up. It's not yeah. like a fist. It's more just like, hey. And there's like a gentleness to it. It looks like one of those mechanical arms that just kind of pans yes. down and comes back in. It's funny. Stu's a good dude. And, We're uh, actually looking at Stu right now because the Gottlieb screen is up here in the studio. And we can see Stu looking intently at the screen. Yeah, for those of you who listen to the Geo and Jones radio show, you've heard of Stu uh, filling in when Pete, I guess only when Pete's been out, right? Where sometimes he came in when Mike was out and you switched yeah, over, but yeah. Stu is yeah. uh, filling guy now is uh, a full-time employee here. He gets holidays and paid sick leave and whatnot, and uh, he gets to hang out with Doug Gottlieb and or Jim Rome. And, and he will be producing a show here on the network sometime soon. Is that true? Well, because everybody who has worked in that role under Mr. Klug, who we like to oh, rip, okay. oh, me first, break. then Basaglia, oh, now Adam Gracia. Professor Klug? Professor Clue, right. the one, oh, the only. He might not be Jesus, but he's like Jesus' cousin. Oh, yeah, get lost. Yeah, something yeah. like that. I don't want to hear about him anymore. <laughs> I love Stu. Oh, God almighty. Stu's full time now. I hope Stu can buy bigger sweaters. <laughs> That's got to happen, right? I love you, Stu, and I know you listen to this podcast, but we got to get you some bigger sweaters, now, Stu. Mike Paseglia said that. Right? Not, not any of us. I'll say this. Stu is open to coaching because I've been coaching him on the fist bump. And he's getting better. Give him a fist bump before you leave, and you'll see he's getting better. So he's open for here. coaching. Yeah, yeah. Tell him about the sweater thing. He'll he'll listen. Yeah. <laughs> he looks be... really intense right now. He does. What is it? What could he possibly be he's doing? Well, he has to do a lot of work for Rome. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that he has to do, he's, like pushing on and off. He's definitely looking for something for Ack. He's wearing that's... headphones, which Pete doesn't do, so that's a plus already earbuds. for Stu. I wear earbuds all the time. Yeah, sort of. Mm-hmm. Half the time he's on his on his yeah, iPad. Or I agree. Charging like his the, Fitbit it's like today. The, oh, crap! It's like the Truman Show with him. <laughs> Watching him. Yeah, and it he is kind of creepy. He would fit that too. He's so clean cut, <laughs> believing in people, the good of people. That was really an underrated movie, though. Well, I, I, agree. I know Jim Carrey doesn't get a lot of credit for whatever, but he that was a great movie and a great premise for a movie. When does that end for Stu? What does what end? The uh, the jovial um, can't never. No, today he yelled at Ack. It was awesome. Oh yes. Yeah, it was like it was like twelve fifty nine fifteen, and Ack wasn't in studio yet. And he goes, Ack, what's going? on? And he started like yelling, and I was holy crap. Good. Is this Stewie? Good. New, <laughs> new Stewie, huh? In the studio. <laughs> I, I guess working closely with Klug does that to you. Oh, stop with Klug. Good God, please. <laughs> Can he take a vacation for like maybe a year? <laughs> that's a long vacation. That's not a vacation. That's quitting. Sabbatical. <laughs> sabbatical. Jesus. <laughs> he, he, he can could. do what he wants <laughs> because he can book a guest from a hotel in Hawaii if he wanted to. <laughs> He's just that talented. I have seen him walk on water once. Only once, though? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mm. saw it. Ever turn water into wine? It was Manischewitz. It was good. Um, I don't know if he's done that yet. I'll ask him. He may have done that in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Forgive mm. sin? Anything like that? Well, no, he didn't forgive sin because... During the Super Bowl here in New York, uh, he and Gottlieb were here. So me, him, and Biseglia all went out to dinner. And we picked a place. And the entire time, why would you pick this place? This place is terrible. I wanted to go to like a real New York place. And it was like a nice restaurant bar. And all he did, did a was great job. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Klug says he wants to go to a real New York place. And, and it was like a bar, restaurant, pub. It was a great spot with good food. We had a fun time. Yeah, He's like, like, why don't you take us to like food. an authentic New York place? What does that even mean? It's like Italian. Like, you want to go to an Italian restaurant with the five of us? Well, That's kind of romantic and, and weird. Under, and he didn't understand what yeah, the It was in Columbus was Circle. It was a cool little spot, a fun bar. Yeah, the dogfish head was wonderful. Yeah, man. He, he wants... And he, I, he complained. So he did not turn water into wine. He did not forgive sin because he still talked about it. He says it. a real New York place. How long has he lived in New York? 
Well, th- this was when he was still in California. This was New York Super Bowl three years ago. Okay. So he was an actual tourist. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have a good s- story with him from that weekend. I took over his hotel room because I actually went to the Super Bowl and stayed in the city to come right back here Monday morning. So I took over his room, which had to be had to be paid through Monday based on like NFL media policy. But he left on Saturday. I didn't check in till Sunday morning before the Super Bowl. When he checked out and the cleaning lady went in and saw the room was empty, they checked him out, gave the room to somebody else. I didn't know that, so I show up with a key. I put in the door, doesn't work. Sometimes it doesn't work, right? So I put it again, no. I like I'm scrubbing the, the strip on my shirt. Nothing doing, nothing doing. All of a sudden, the door opens, and there's a dude. And he's like, can I help you? And I'm like, this is my room. <laughs> and he's like, no, it's not. And it was like 1130. He, had, he was asleep. He had no shirt on, and he's just getting angrier. So he, like, wakes up more and more. And I'm like, well, there's clearly a mistake, so I'm just going to leave now. And I went back downstairs, and they just had given the room away. But this dude was, like, seconds away from slugging me for trying to break into his room in the middle of the night in his mind and do God knows what to him. And it was all Klug's fault. I don't want to know what God knows what is, what you would do to this man. No, he, oh, what he might have thought was going to happen. I like that story. All right. Uh, this has been fun, Sandra. Thanks for coming by. Well, thank you for inviting me. Hopefully our single male listeners have learned something about how to Thoughts. not sleep with Australian hookers. Uh, oh. And hopefully our female single listeners, if there are any of them, have learned how to avoid you. <laughs> Producer well, thought running in my please, mind Please, right go now. ahead, Mike. Thoughts on getting... Um, our two in studio guests, not Pierno that we've had, mm-hmm. but the other one in here with Samter at the same time. Oh, that'd be great. So, <laughs> Kaylin Richard and Samter yes, together on this podcast to yeah. discuss that would be trouble or what? To discuss anything. Life. Anything. Life. I guess we would need another microphone. Would you or guys Pete? go on a date for the podcast and then come on and discuss it? Like, legitimately go on a date? I, I feel like it would be better if you got Jacob Wilkins to go on a date. No, I don't want anybody to die. No, I did a dating game. Okay. I don't want anybody to die? Wait a second. Is there is there like some serial killer aspect to it that I'm missing? To Jacob? Yeah. Have you not picked up on that? No, he hasn't. No. Yeah, keep your distance. Be Yikes. nice to him. When he's here, say nice things to him. Okay, good Caitlin, to know. Caitlin wouldn't date Santa. Caitlin was taller than him. Uh, Kaylin was involved in the conversation that led to Mike saying how good of a lover Samter would yeah, be. Yeah, the jackrabbit. That's, right, that's right. And actually, Kaitlyn had some confidence in you assume, because she assumed that your your experience would make you experienced. Um, but who knows? <laughs> I, he is an Adam Klug fan, so I don't know. I'll say this. This is Pete, the worst part of my Klug. day today. <laughs> this is my worst part of my day. Some girl tweeted into us during the show. She said, I'm 34-year-old female, 5'3", and I measured at just over 8 inches. How tall hand is Samter? Hand size. Hashtag sad. So, like, I have a smaller hand than a 34-year-old three woman. Screw awesome. the bitch. Who cares? Awesome. And on that note, uh, we'll direct you to Gio and Jones on the radio Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on CBS Sports Radio, cbssportsradio.com, or your radio.com app. All previous editions uh, of this fun little podcast on a list right below this one, whether you're checking out play.it or iTunes as well. Again, our thanks to Mike Samter at Big Mike CBS, at Big Mike CBS, if you want to reach out and directly chat up Mr. Samter. Uh, So thanks to him for stopping by. For Pete, for Mike, I'm Andrew. We'll see you next week back here at the After Party. She is lactating. 